Today's episode is the first one of a three-part series with the Moshal Scholarship Foundation. The Moshal Scholarship was established in 2009 by Martin Moshal, a serial entrepreneur and South African-born philanthropist. The Moshal Scholarship currently provides scholarships to over 700 Moshal scholars in Israel, South Africa, and the Ukraine, and aim to enable determined young people from challenging backgrounds to attend the top universities in their home countries. On the episode today, we have one of these brilliant scholars, Ezra Devraj. Ezra is currently studying for a BSc in computer science at the University of Witwatersrand. Give it a listen. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Young Professional African Edition with your host, Jonathan Rwanika and Shanil Mudli. Equipping you with all the right tools to jumpstart your career in an African context by sharing experiences and spreading the gospel of information. With original music brought to you by Africa's own, Yuniel Badiachi. So Isra, tell us, where are you from and where did you grow up? Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I am from Bedford View, Johannesburg. I was born and raised here. I live with my mom and am an only child. And despite being the focus of my mom's unrelenting parental scrutiny, I do enjoy being a an only child. Okay, awesome. So, so you, you've never felt envious of your peers who have brothers and sisters. You've, you've loved being the only child. Um, I've never had any source of comparison, so this has been the only life I've ever known being an only child, and I do quite enjoy it. Okay, oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> and tell us a bit about what you're, you're up to now. So I know you, you said you've just started studying. Um, what are you studying and uh, where are you studying? So I am a first year BSc computer science student at WITS. Okay, and why did you choose to s select that? particular um, study career path? Mm, so since my days in, in high school, I was always inclined towards mathematics. Um, I have a passion for numbers and problem solving. And I also quite enjoy the objectivity that comes with maths. Every question has a clear answer. And when you solve it, you can either be right or wrong. There is no gray area. And I like the certainty that comes with maths. And it is this affinity for maths and problem solving um, that garnered my interest for computer science. I enjoy solving challenging and complicated problems. And it is through code that I can design and ideate possible solutions to problems and then execute them. And this experience is fulfilling for me because I get to not only imagine solutions, but also bring them to fruition. And so this, this is the reason why I selected computer science. Wow, that's, that's a very interesting response. So maybe for, for like the benefit of our listeners, um, mm -hmm. and, and I guess those who, who aren't in the computer science field and, you know, they just think that it's, it's strictly coding when you you know, you, you always just have an idea of someone who's studying computer science just doing a whole bunch of codes with one, ones and zeros um, going, going on in front of them. But when you, when you talk about problem solving and your ideas coming to fruition, 
can you give us like more of a, a practical example of, of something that you've worked on? I'm not sure if it was, you know, maybe a project or something where you actually felt like, wow, this is something that I really enjoyed and something that, um, you know, this is satisfying all of the needs that I wanted from a, my career. Mm -hmm. So just in response to the first part of your um your question. Um, when I came into this degree, I was also under the, the misapprehension that computer science is only about coding. Um, and for the benefit of, of, uh, of your listeners, um, it's not only coding. Um, for my uh, first year, um, I'm currently doing first year, I have done math for the most part. Um, so I'm doing algebra, I'm doing calculus, um, and one aspect of the degree is, is coding. And um, I have been coding in C++ and Python. And in response to the second part of your question, um, I have just completed a project. It was about Sudoku. And basically, the, the premise of the project was that we had to create a code that would take in a Sudoku puzzle and then our code would have to find the solution to it. So fill in the remaining numbers. And um, another project is that I need to use something that's called a, a breadth first search um, in order to find the shortest path in a maze. Okay, well, that's, that's really interesting. And I think You've summarized your, your degree nicely and, and sort of the possibilities mm -hmm. behind um, computer science. And, and I think, you know, as a, as a segue into the opportunity that you're pursuing now um, comes with the, the Marshall Foundation and them supporting you in, in your studies. And I don't think many people have heard about it. I know I haven't heard about this. Um, and I've also applied for bursaries when, when I was studying at university. So can you give us a little bit of a background about, you know, how you how you came to, to know about the Michelle Foundation and how you got in touch and then sort of, you know, what was that? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Can you just give us some background on that? Sure. So um, I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw an advert for the Michelle Scholarship Program. I was in matric at the time. And so I was very interested in applying for scholarships and bursaries. I navigated to the website and after reading more about the program and what they do, I felt that Michelle's ethos and values were very closely aligned to my own. So I decided to apply. A couple of weeks later, I received a phone call from Ms. Shanaz Randiria, who was the VITS program coordinator at the time. Uh, she stated that Michelle was interested in conducting an interview with me. Saying that I was delighted would be an understatement. Um, above all, I was extremely grateful that I had an opportunity to conduct an interview with Michelle. Um, after that, I completed a few online assessments and a short time later, I received the Michelle acceptance email. And, and how long would you say that journey took? Was it quite a quick, um, did the entire process end to end? Was it like three weeks, two weeks, one month? How long was sort of that process? Um, I would say this entire process, it was maybe about two months. Um, they were very, very swift and organized. So the process was very simple. Um, all the instructions were clear and succinct. So it was a swift process. It, it took about two months. 
Okay, great. And I'm sure that there were many applicants who applied for, you know, that particular bursary option. Do you have any idea um, about sort of what were the criteria that they looked at um, during that application process and, you know, some of the factors that have helped them influence and, and select you from, from amongst everyone else? Uh, so in terms of eligibility criteria, you need to be a student who is interested in pursuing a career in either business, medicine, science, IT, engineering, or law. And of course, I was interested in studying computer science, so that falls in with that criteria. And prospective candidates must be accepted or conditionally accepted into an undergraduate program that is supported at one of the universities where the scholarship exists. And just to elaborate on that, um, you need to be studying at a university uh, that Marshall supports. So for example, um, WITS, UP, UCT, UKZN, those are all of the, 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 scholar all of the universities where the scholarship exists. Um, and financial need, um, I think, is a very, very key criterion. Students' personal and family circumstances are, are considered quite greatly. And beyond these specific criteria, uh, grade 11 and 12 results are also very important. Okay, great. I think you've, you've summarized that quite nicely. And, you know, um, from, from speaking to, I guess, some of the other students there, um, they, they often have discussed the sort of support that they've had along the way from Michelle through, um, I, 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 let's call it mentorship. What has been your experience with their, their mentorship programs and how they've, how they've helped you navigate your, your studies? And have you seen any parts of the program yet where they're starting to prep you for your career? Or are you still quite, you know, I guess, early in your studies? And that'll come much later. So uh, Michelle does offer mentorship. So it's senior students, second years and above. Um, those students are expected to volunteer as what we call a big brother or sister on the buddy program. And so this involves taking one of the new first years to look after and support, be available to them to answer any questions about the university, the, the course or degree program and any other related issues that they need help with. So this buddy program is there to support the new scholars and just to help them assimilate them into, into the Michelle family. So that would be the mentorship that they offer. Um, and I, when I joined the program in the beginning of the year, being a first year student, um, Michelle constantly um, supported me. Um, the, the buddies were always at my disposal, uh, the second year students and above, they always made themselves available to answer any of my questions. And um, in response to, to the career prepping, um, I think that Michelle is very good in the sense that they, they, they start prepping us from now. There is no specific age at which you can start learning about your career and etiquette, for example, um, regarding that. So they, there are a couple of courses that I completed on something known as the Michelle Skills Hub. And the Michelle Skills Hub uh, is basically a platform that houses many training and skills development workshops, um, as well as various masterclasses to support students' personal and professional development. Um, and just some of the courses that I've completed is online meeting etiquette, um, 
also teaching students about social media and all of those things are very important um, in developing us personally, professionally. Um, so they definitely start um, equipping their students from a first year level um, with, with the skills necessary to make our transition into the workplace smooth and effortless. Okay, that's great. And in terms of your personal, um, I guess, career trajectory, do you have any idea, you know, what sort of field you'd like to go in um, within computer science or I guess just generally mm -hmm. within the, the spectrum of, of careers that you could potentially go into? Um, I'm interested in pursuing a career as a forensic computer analyst. And basically this just involves investigating cyber crimes including data breaches, security incidents, and, and other criminal activities. And I think that this, this career path would tie in very well with my own interests uh, because not only am I interested in coding and computers, um, but I'm also interested in like mysteries and, 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 and um, also correcting injustices. Of course, uh, a data breach, a security incident, all of those sorts of things, it's, it's an invasion of privacy, it's a crime in itself. So I'm very interested in correcting those sorts of injustices and bringing about those sorts of changes. So I think that a, a career as a forensic computer analyst would tie in all of those, those interests quite well. And how important is it for you for you know, the career that you're going into to be impactful is that something that you do think is quite important because i know that one of the um, value system or core values from uh, the moshal foundation is paying it forward so do you think that this mm -hmm. needs to come from your career or you know do you do you plan on my, my career is actually quite separate and there's other ways for me to pay it forward which i can come through later on with my community or you know doing other outreach programs and those sort of things and so i think for me there's there is a there's a duality to that answer. On the one aspect, I do think that my career can bring about positive change. And I enjoy computer science because of its transformative nature. Uh, as a computer science, I would have the opportunity to change the lives of people all over the world, considering how technology has now become an integral part um, of most people's lives. The IT knowledge that I will acquire in university will allow me to create applications and programs, for example, uh, that would have the power to change the world. Apps like PayPal and Uber, for example, they have already changed the lives of millions of people. And it's just so gratifying for me to think that I could be one of the people who work on such innovations that will take humanity forward. And this idea of changing people's lives is very important to me. It speaks to my own narrative. It's one of the, as you say, the paying it forward uh, program. It's one of the principles that Michelle instills in its scholars. So my degree allows me to inspire positive change and having an impactful career is of paramount importance to me. And in terms of a personal level, um, I think I can also inspire change in, in that way. Um, I would like to tutor children and also just become a mentor on, on the Marshall Scholarship Program. And that would be my way um, of paying it forward. Okay, wow. And, and in terms of your experiences thus far, because it, it obviously seems very positive, 
what are some of the things mm. that other other foundations and other NGOs can really learn from from the Mashal Foundation? So essentially, you know, what are the things that they've done really, really right? And then what are some of the things where you think, let's say you complete your degree and you decide to go and work for them as paying it forward? What are some of the things that you could actually help improve on? So um, from the moment I joined the program, the Michelle team has been nothing but welcoming. Their staff are always pleasant and go above and beyond their call of duty to assist me with anything I need. And just to mention some of the aspects of the program that I've really enjoyed um, and that I admire the most is that in addition to receiving academic support, Michelle also provides its students with mental and personal support. And I think that this is something that other NGOs perhaps lack. Maybe they only focus on the academic aspect um, and the academic growth of a student. Um, but Michelle is different in the sense that they do cater for our academic needs. They provide extra tutoring sessions. So they are fully vested in developing their students academically, but also there's the mental and the personal um, support that they provide. Mm. And some of the ways in which they provide this mental and personal support is through uh, weekly Michelle mindfulness sessions. So that would just be a session where students can get together and just speak about any grievances they have. And if they're struggling with anything, it's a safe space for them to, to vocalize those issues. Um, and there are always um, trained psychologists on the call. Um, so that supports our, our mental growth. And I think that that's something that other organizations can learn from Michelle. Um, and I also love how Michelle is highly personalized. Uh, the founder, Martin Michelle, as well as the entire team are vested in every individual student. They look at each student on a case-by-case -case basis. They don't put us in these silos. They look at us individually. They reach out to us individually. And I really appreciate that aspect of the program. And in terms of improvements, I think that Michelle has set the bar extremely high. And so I, I don't think any improvements are necessary. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to, uh, when, when they eventually <laughs> listen to this, they, they're really going to feel great about themselves. That's such a positive sentiment that you've left us with about the foundation. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for that. And in terms of your, you know, you're, you're obviously a very dedicated student and you, you're well-spoken. What, what are some of the long-term goals for yourself? Because, you know, whenever I hear um, such passion in, in a career, I always start to think, will this, what will this person build next? So has entrepreneurship ever been on your mind? Have you ever considered, you know, doing your own thing? Or have you always wanted to be a part of a company and contribute to that vision? Um, I think, you know, upon graduating, I'm interested in studying towards a master's degree. And I think that pursuing uh, my, my career in, in a company would be, um, it would be a, a, a place where I think I could grow, I could develop because I flourish in environments, I think we, it, you know, it's fast paced, we, we working as a team, um, there are um, other people that I can depend on, other people can depend on me. So I think I flourish in that sort of environment. So um, I would be interested in, in pursuing my, my degree in a, uh, in a workplace setting and 
perhaps entrepreneurship could be on, on the cards. Um, I'm, I'm definitely open to that option as well. Um, but there's, there's an adage that my mom always likes to teach me and she likes to say to me. And that adage would be that um, whatever we do today determines tomorrow, that the future is not unknown. And so whatever we do today, it's laying the, the, the pathway for tomorrow. Um, so from what I see now, I, I think I would definitely be um, interested in, in a workplace setting or, or entrepreneurship. I'm really not um, resolute about that. Um, so yes, I think both could be on the tables for me. Okay, wow. And um, the, the final question is, you know, let's pretend now that you've, you've completed your studies and you're looking back at another first year student who almost mirrors the sort of person you are, circumstance you are, and going about on, this, on the same path. Um, what advice would you, would you give to them going forward? So I think that COVID-19 has surreptitiously entrenched itself in every aspect of our lives. And one of the most notable ways of this is the online learning. And the sudden transition to an online platform can be quite daunting and different. So my advice to students would be to not succumb to these fears. They should engage and interact with their lecturers and peers as much as possible so that they don't feel alone or isolated in any way. And I would also tell a first year student that they should set high personal and academic standards for themselves and they should also live up to them. Uh, they should attend all their classes, make sure that they are always um, up to date with their work, for example. It can be easy to fall victim to procrastination sometimes. So I would advise that they complete their work ahead of time so that they don't fall behind. And I'm also a strong believer in the adage, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So I would advise students to plan their week and perhaps create a to-do list of all the tasks that they need to complete and over and above all this, I would also say that they should just remember to have fun. Have fun and enjoy whatever they choose to pursue. Maintaining a fun and work balance is very, very important. Um, so that would be my advice. And, and I think just a, a last one on that, that you now that you spoke about it, how do you actually enjoy yourself? Like what are some of the things that you do to, to de-stress or when you're not busy studying or, or planning your week? So besides my academic focus, um, I really enjoy drawing and reading, but reading particularly is something that interests me, it excites me, it allows me to experience life through the eyes of another, through the main character. Um, it also opens up my mind to different perspectives, and it's definitely my favorite pastime. It helps me de-stress if I had a stressful day at, at, at university, for example. Um, so definitely reading. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Young Professional African Edition. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed the show, give us a like and a follow. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at yp underscore africa that's yp underscore africa and if you've missed an episode don't stress you can catch up on our youtube channel yp underscore africa 
Like and subscribe, guys. Like and subscribe. That's it from us, guys. See you next week.